Hello and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, the video game music podcast. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm that other guy. What's his name again? Oh man, we gotta get this right one of these days. I am Robert Belmont, and with me is my co-host... Per Nicholas. (laughs) Darn it, what the heck is the other name? Never mind, forget it, I'm Pernell. I'm going with it. Yeah, Rob Nichols, Pernell Vaughn, every Monday... We hang out. We Pernell Bellnades. Bellnades? Bellnades. It came to me. Yeah, I like it. Oh, is that actually a name? It's a reference. Okay. I just didn't click at first. (laughs) Um, Every week we talk about video game music, the great video game music of the past, present, the future. And then there's the fourth dimension. And then the, the video game music from the fourth dimension. Um, yeah, so we pick a we pick a topic and we just we get into it. We pick some of our favorite tracks and um, we try to coordinate what we've got and we have some fun. Honestly, that's I could do that forever. To be perfectly honest with you, because really what it boils down to just kicking back, listening to some classic tunes, sharing in the good tunes, and then hopefully sharing it with you, the listener. Yeah, I hope you guys um, hope you guys like the show that we've got planned out for you today. Is episode three um, 10, which is episode 30. That's a lot of <laughs> candles on a cake. And we decided um, for our 30th episode, we're going to do um, a few parts. So 3-10.1. Now it's just going to keep going. That's <laughs> no, too, no. too much. <laughs> we're not doing like, we're not doing web releases here or software releases. No, no, no. Uh, 3-10.1. Yeah, we got, we got a few bug. We got, I got a few patches on my, my voice. Um <laughs> Anyway, so we're doing uh, Castlevania, but we're doing classic Castlevania today. And we're leaving off on a cliffhanger, like typical season finales do. And then we're coming back. Yes. <laughs> we're coming back with more Castlevania, but you don't know where we're going with it. You we really don't. don't. So our cutoff today was the Castlevania X Rondo of Blood for the PC Engine, which came out in 1995. However, a lot of the Game Boy titles came out in 98. Really? Or as late as 98. The Game Boy titles? Are you talking about Castlevania Legends at this point, though, aren't you? That's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, making sure. Like, I'm pretty sure the one I'm thinking about did not. Yeah, so I, I'm leading off with that one. So how about that? You just, you broke the system. I, just, broke, I broke the cardinal rule of today's episode. And also, we're not even going to pick from Rondo of Blood. So. This is true. That's blasphemous, I'm sure, for a lot of people. <laughs> but let's be realistic here. As Rob and a couple of our friends have already proclaimed, you really can't pick a bad Castlevania track. So even if we don't pick a track from your favorite game or your favorite track from said game, whatever, it's Castlevania. Well, They're all good. Tune in next week for the bad Castlevania tracks. <laughs> don't you just spoiled it. You spoiled it. Actually, um, a lot of my, my backups were like the more well-known uh, tracks from Castlevania. So What we did was we found an episode of The Cosby Show where they were playing Castlevania on the couch. And we, te- we took the track that they used for the Castlevania game on the show and oh. we put it on one episode. I, I just picked all of the Castlevania-themed episodes from Captain N, the Game Master, and I thought we would just play them on the show today. Just, just the audio. I'm sorry, but I'm not, I'm not getting the bad part at all. <laughs> I'm getting joyous. I'm getting a joyous reaction over here. Pearl likes this. Oh, yeah. Simon Belmont, he married the mother brain almost 
Well, I don't remember any of this at all. Oh, I remember. All right, well, let's talk about this when we come back. Uh, I'm going to start things off. It's an even number episode, so I'm going to begin. This is from, like I said, Castlevania Legends for the Game Boy. I'm playing Stage 3, The Clock Tower of Darkness. How are you supposed to see? Don't worry about Listening to the Clock Tower of Darkness, Stage Three from the game Castlevania Legends for the Game Boy. This is by the composers Karu Okada and Yuichi Iwata. Maybe it's because it's on a Game Boy, but this seems rather peppy to be composed for a Clock Tower of Darkness. It does have. It is a little bit of like a faster kind of kind of zippy tune, I think. But but it's got that. That big adventure feel to it, which I really like from all the Castlevania games. It is true. It does have that with a nice, like, compact punch. I, I can dig this, though. I'm actually almost disappointed because you had that other track. It was another track that I thought it was going to be, and he was like, no, that's not it. I'm still <laughs> loading it up. Yeah, and, I had a, had a few. <laughs> and I was ready to be like, yes, it's like, it sounds like a circus. And I was ready to get all excited about you having a circus track that takes place in a clock tower full of dark demons and such. But... No. Well, there's still some dark demons going on here. This is true, but these dark demons are probably more inclined to, you know, kind of just jog, jog up the stairs of the clock tower, you know, drinking tea, well, you know, reading the newspaper. These are like, you know, the zombies are doing like their kind of shuffle, but they're doing kind of a funky shuffle. Okay. I, I like where you're going with this. I am a zombie doing my funk shovel. Funky shovel. That's the funky, funky sh- shovel. Do the funky shovel. Just bury me whole, because that's all I. That's all I'm good for is being buried. What I liked a lot about this track was the way it resolves into the loop right here. It kind of, it's kind of like an extra little bridge. I, I like that a lot. It definitely has some points. Like, I'm a fan. I like the track it, very much. It's got that really great thing that a lot of classic Nintendo and Game Boy tracks have that. Um, the, the very beginning of the track sounds like the opening of a song, but then after listening through it, it sounds like the middle of a song also. So you never really feel like where the beginning of the song is. It kind of confuses you. I think it's, it's cool. It's hard to gauge. That's true, because we have been listening to this for a while, and I've yet to re- I don't know when it started. So I think you are definitely right about that. It's yeah. just kind of one massive punch of a song. Yeah, it's just kind of all over the place. And I know somebody might be thinking, you might say, oh, well, Obviously, if you heard, if you remember, if you heard from the beginning, you would know. It's like, yeah, perhaps. But typically, with a song, you don't have to hear from the beginning to know when it loops out again. Yeah, I to catch it. I listen to a lot of Castlevania music, and I've played through very little of any of the games. I just, I really love the music. 
Well, I mean, on the positive, I mean, you can they're not hard to get into now because that's the beautiful thing about a lot of retro games. They're all like, you can just sit down and play it while you eat dinner or something. Like, it's a very quick hit. <laughs> um, like, heck, I almost played a game last night until I realized I didn't freaking own it anymore. I was very upset about that. I must have sold it as a kid and never replaced it. But I remembered it so well that I thought I still owned it. Oh, man. That's how off that is. Wow. So it was like, hey, you know what to do, but... Don't worry, I'm, I'm going to find my way back to it at some point because i got to play it now. This episode, <laughs> a lot of episodes from this show actually have a knack for getting me to want to play something, whether I own it or not anymore. Yeah, I, I'd fired up uh, the old emulator to start playing through um, uh, Dracula, Dracula, uh, Castlevania 3 again, but just kind of ran out of time and then had to eat. So yeah, There's always when you're done eating, get right back to it. Oh, man. Actually, it's a little rainy out. It's a little dark. It's kind of got a... Kind of Castlevania thing to know about. Yeah, that is true. Just get your whip and go outside. What Adventure a, will come to you. What a terrible night for a podcast. Don't listen to him, folks. This is an <laughs> awesome night for a podcast. What's, what's your track, buddy? I'm going to go on a sort of order All right. for this episode. Cool. So I am going to start with a track from Castlevania 1, the all-forgotten of the Castlevania brothers. Okay. Um, the track is Stalker, and if I'm not mistaken, it's from stage 2 of the game. It's been a long time, though, so... We'll find out. Well, let's check it out. Back to the show, Rhythm and Pixels. You are <laughs> listening to Stalker from the game Castlevania 1, written and composed by. Uh, we have Kinio Yamashita and Satoi Terashima. I could be wrong for this, but this track is the first time a Castlevania file from the beginning was exposed to that which we have come to know and despise as the Medusa head. Yes, uh, objects coming at you from one direction and kind of a sine wave pattern and always starting on the screen like wherever your character is vertically on the screen. They are awful, awful things. I don't know where they come from. They come from (laughs) some kind of... I don't know, I guess like a Medusa head cannon or a ball. They never quite showed. I get a cannon. It's Dracula with like a cannon, but just full of heads. And the zombies coming by and loading, like, load the Medusa head. It's like, it, you got it, boss. And they just start loading them up. And they're screaming. What kills me is like, they're so predictable. You know the direction they're going in. You know their movement every time. But doesn't it stop you. Doesn't stop me from just, just getting knocked down. They freak you out. They do. They're freaking evil. And even though they've introduced later enemies in the series that have the same sort of flight pattern and they're larger 
which should make them more frustrating. Nothing quite tops the annoyance of the Medusa head. Yeah, I like them that they're smaller because I don't like them because they find them more difficult because they're smaller because they're harder to whip. This is very true. You gotta whip it. You gotta whip it very good. This is a, this and track, accurately, accurately because those things will mess you up. They'll mess up your day. Get it straight. <laughs> Move ahead. Whip it good. This has a cool rhythm. I like the little little hi-hats. That's the other thing about this game, for I remember, as far as music goes. I feel like I might be wrong, but I listen to every track, and I still actually remember what level each track was in, mm-hmm. give or more or less. Right. But I feel like this game had tracks that looped faster than any other Castlevania game. Like, maybe they were getting in their stride, or... It's, I mean, I wouldn't say it was new tech. I mean, Castlevania wasn't one of the first NES games, for sure. It was just the first Castlevania game. Yeah. But it definitely... It, it, they, the tracks loop very quickly from when they start. But um, I think that's, that's also like... like so a lot of the older NES titles were like that, too. Because like some of the newer... like Not newer, but the, the later um, lifespan, life cycle of the uh, NES. And also has to do with um, sometimes uh, uh, Western composers have longer tracks. Oh. Uh, well, I'll play for you the soundtrack to Silver Surfer. It has like four tracks and they're super long. So you'll play for me the soundtrack of your people. My, my people, the Silver Surfer? The Silver Surfers. <laughs> Why are they my people? I don't know. You want to play me their music, you tell me. <laughs> I just kind of figured. I knew all along, of course, but you just kind of verified. I'm it. just here to tell the world that it is going to end. <laughs> By the power cosmic. Yeah, on I did, NES. I, I, I don't know anything about the Silver Surfer. To be honest <laughs> with you. I was just kind of reaching in my nerd brain. What have I heard? I want you to think. It's true. It's true. Don't know much about superheroes or whatever that guy is. Don't know much about superheroing. Don't know <laughs> much about cooking frogs. But he knows a lot about musical taste, and he's picking out an awesome song starting now. What's up? All right. Oh, I'm going out of 8-bit. I'm going to Super Castlevania 4. Not just Castlevania 4. Super Super. Castlevania 4. And there wasn't wasn't a regular Castlevania 4. They just jumped right to Super. Oh, you know the the trend for that, right? That was during the... Everything was Super something. Oh, yeah. And then when the N64 came out, it was something 64. And then when the Wii came out, it was whatever, Wii whatever. Yeah, pretty much. And now Super Golf Wii. Super Golf Wii. And now, um, or, or Super Something DS. It is kind of an odd trade of theirs, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's I think it's lazy. But yeah, you know what their games are, don't you? Sometimes. Uh, I know I know. there's like eight Mario Karts, right? But you know there's a Mario Kart 64. There's you don't got, have to go. There's got to be. Let's play Mario Kart washer, wash bikes, or... Mario Kart, whoa, we got no, an that, accident. That's, that's right, because there isn't a regular Mario Kart. There's only a Super Mario Kart. Exactly. Because regular Mario would not be driving that kart. Super Mario would be driving that kart. Oh, he would be driving that kart. And I even... think that's how I worked it out in my brain to be okay with it. See? Oh, now, <laughs> it suddenly oh, makes uh, sense. Yeah. All right, coming out. Uh, Super Castlevania Four. This is the submerged city on the Super Nintendo.
we're back. You're listening to The Submerged City from Super Castlevania 4 for the Super Nintendo by Masanori Adachi and Taro Kudo. And this is... I love how many movements there are to this track. And this is the jazziness of it. It's got that cool, swingy, but 3-4 time rhythm. Oh, it's so neat. It's, it's cool. This is a cool track in like the jazz... The jazzy, cool sense of the word. We were just talking about this because when this track came on, I kind of froze <laughs> because first, my first thing to note is that I, my stepbrother, owned this game, but he wouldn't let me play it. So it, to me, it's like the long lost Castlevania brother that no one talks about because people really don't talk about Super Castlevania Four. So yeah, it's a little, it's a little different, and then it's. It's, a, it's very different, and the music is very, very different. Yes, it is, and that's the thing that caught me. So Rob let me hear another couple tracks he had that he was choosing between, and they all have this same style. It's like, it's like a, this oh, doesn't man. feel like Castlevania. It feels like a jet, like a nightclub lounge. Yeah, this, this flute section right here, it's so good. It it sounds like a real flute solo. I feel like you'll get the Dracula's throne room and he'll just sit you down and tell you about his favorite records. No, it's a scat battle. You're like, ba dee ba boo ba dee ba da I go to the castle, yo, and I do candles. Candle, candle, holy water, holy water. Don't that splash with the axe, man, say. At the time, watch this part happen. I was not even expecting. I was listening to this in the car. And oh. then the strings come in. Oh, it's it's amazing. This whole soundtrack is really different and just really cool. Seriously, I'm going to have to come up with some kind of scat track. Yeah, and then it loops like right here. Are you are you gonna do it? Or are you gonna? I'm not doing you know, it you now. Come back to it. <laughs> I, did, I did bad enough on that weird <laughs> flim flam I just threw out of my pocket, but I'm gonna make up one. It's gonna be good. Oh man, I'm glad I picked this track. I, I hope you enjoyed it. I, I this track, I just really, really dig this track. So let, let let's move on out of this. And um, I think you've got some awesome picks for us, right? I do. None probably surprising, so to speak, because I feel like the ones I, I name are going to be much more known. So no surprises, but they are good tracks. No, you picked some amazing tracks. I know you did. So what 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 you gonna do? Oh, what you gonna do next? Thanks. Now now you got me on a. I'm sweating over it. What if I chose a bad one? You did not choose it. There's no bad. There's I, no bad I chose Castlevania Bedtime Story Stage 2. <laughs> Although I know that a lot of people, this type of music is not their thing. And they would probably say that this is the worst. And they would be wrong. I think I, I enjoy it. It's, yes. not for, I, it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. But it should be. <laughs> it's required listening. Yes, it is. And if you don't like it, you're crazy. Required Belmont listening. All right, so Castlevania 4, which Belmont? Which Belmont is it? Tell me. Um, Clive. It's Clive Belmont. Is it Clive? It's Clive Belmont. I hope you're right. I forgot to write that one down. <laughs> I just made that crap up. I was writing down every Belmont name, so... There's just too many Belmonts. There's a big, there's a lot of Belmonts. There's a whole lot of Belmonts. You know what? What a the, crappy family to be born into. If you're just baby Belmont, there's a yeah, there's a lot of expectation. They had a Kid Dracula game. I'm sure baby Belmont probably made a cameo <laughs> somewhere in it. Oh, there was Kid Dracula, yeah. There was a Kid Dracula. You know, so it's like... Oh, did he fight baby Belmont at the end? Or was Kid Dracula... If he didn't, fight? they dropped the ball. Oh, they should have. Baby Belmont should have showed up... And his roller and his stroller, <laughs> his stroller. With, a, with a jump rope whip and some like Lego oh. blocks that he could throw. Yeah, I'm thinking it's like um, Yoshi's cook. Not Yoshi, uh, uh, like Yoshi's Island. Yoshi's Island. Yeah, where Baby Belmont is like hanging on the back of what would he ride? 
That's a good question. I don't think there were really any animal sidekicks in the Castlevania series. Yeah, I guess he would just have a bicycle. Pretty much, unfortunately. Yeah, he had a ride his bike. The, 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 a zombie the, bike. Uh, the Belmont bike. That'd be a bike he got from the dead. <laughs> a pawn shop. <laughs> Belmont bicycle. All right. What do you have, Pernell? Dun, 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 dun. Castlevania 2. Not Simon's Quest. Ooh. Belmont's Revenge, actually. Yes, I love this soundtrack. The game... I'll get to that. Anyway, the track <laughs> is called Psycho Warrior. Mm. It is the theme to the Rock Castle stage of Castlevania 2 Belmont's Revenge. Let's rock out. And you're listening to Psycho Warrior from the game Castlevania 2 Belmont's Revenge, written and composed by Hidehiro Funaiichi for the Game Boy. Now, this real, amazing soundtrack. So good. So good. Real quick, go back to the beginning. You, you told me I could, and I want to hear it. I got to hear it. Because this thing. <laughs> Here it comes. See, like, this part, I don't even remember if it loops through the song. I just feel like it's only at the beginning. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's not, the only, it's not the opening. But it's so good. When I used to own this oh, game, oh man, I would play, I would boot it up. After I'd beaten it already, mind you, I would boot it up just to play Crystal Castle and Rock Castle, which is this track. <laughs> um, and then I would turn it off because after I'd already beaten the game, even though it was good, I was in it for the tunes, and I was in it for the best of the tunes. And this is one of those two. Oh, this is a fantastic tune. Sadly, I think I mentioned it earlier in the show, but I was while prepping for the episode, this track immediately came to mind. 
and I got nostalgic for it, and I went to my box of games to play it because oh, I was going to play yeah, it immediately, yeah. and it wasn't there. Apparently, I don't own it anymore, and yeah. I am sad about this. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I have fond memories of having it, playing at my grandma's house with the giant battery pack strapped to my <laughs> to my waistband there. I had the same thing. It was so awesome. I was the cool kid with the giant Magno lens. Yep. But um, Yeah, they had all sorts of weird things to attach to the Game Boy, but there were so many awesome games for it. Yes, there were, and... I, I want to, I'll get say they're underappreciated, but let's be honest here, the Game Boy was not underappreciated. <laughs> that system was a juggernaut back in the day. Oh, and it went on for way longer than, than it probably was expected to. Oh, yeah, man. And then when somebody finally woke up, well, I see no correction, because there was actual competition. Oh, man, but to hard. me, the best competition hmm. was the Neo Geo Pocket Color. Ooh, but yeah. But by the time that came along, they were already too late because Game Boy Color was just around the corner. Yeah, my, I was like, no, no, sorry. The Game Boy Advance was just around the corner. Yeah, right. The, um, my love for fighting games had peaked, was starting to peak around that time. And that was um, where my, my interest was peaking. And uh, that's uh, that, that was when I got the, uh, the Neo Geo Pocket because they had all of those fighting games for it. Yes, it and did. And I knew one other person with the Neo Geo Pocket, and we played all the time. <laughs> and you didn't know me, but if you did, you'd have hated me because I own a Neo Geo Pocket, but I own none of the fighting games. <laughs> I had Puzzle Link. And Puyo Pop and Dark Arms yeah. and Biomotor Unitron. Oh, I, I don't know. I had the fighting games and I had um, Bubble Bobble. Well, that's Bubble. a good shot right there. Bubble Bobble's a good Bu- game. Bubble Bobble Belmont. <laughs> that was the game. This, this, now we're coming up on, like, I think, my favorite part of this track, which is actually towards the end. Like the uh, the lead gets like really like emotional, like a, like a guitar. It's really cool. It's after this <laughs> section. <laughs> I do like the beginning, but it ends really good. Actually, mm-hmm. I thought I had about this series. Like, these Game Boy games. Like, they carried a lot of... Yeah, here it is. They, they mm. had a lot of very uniqueness from the other games in the series. Like, if you think about Castlevania for NES, right? Yeah. There were specific things that kind of carried across all the games. You had the Medusa heads, you had right. the Axe Knights, you had the zombies, yeah, the hunchbacks. Your whip would level up. Yeah, well, level up still carried, but it was the monsters that were different. Like, for example, there yeah. were like giant rolling eyeballs. Yeah. They never showed up in any other Castlevania but like Bill Monster Vent. They had some weird ones. I remember the um, like the weird little mummy zombie zombie things that came around. They looked like these weird blobby monsters, but it's probably just like the the Game Boy looking the way it did. But in my mind, it looked like these little. Uh, if you go to if you go to our Twitter, there's like a little bit of a an animated GIF on our Twitter page. <laughs> and just Belmont, just like just whipping them. He says whip it. <laughs> Now, oh. We're not going to stop making Devo jokes this episode. So get used to it. <laughs> All right, so um, for now, Belmont's Revenge. Which Belmont is it? Rupert. Is that your final answer? Actually, no. This time I know it. You know it. It's not Rupert Belmont. It is Christopher Belmont. <laughs> yes. For reasons that make no sense. Christopher is a fine name for a Belmont. It's not a fine name for a curse. <laughs> it's a fine name... There's for a, a night out on the, <laughs> on, the town on the town with your favorite gal. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna move on again out of the Game Boy. I'm moving into the Genesis, the only Castlevania for the Sega Genesis. This is um, Castlevania Bloodlines, and this is called Calling from Heaven.
you are listening to Calling from Heaven, which is stage six from the game Castlevania Bloodlines for the Sega Genesis by the composer Michiro Yamane. This game, I am so surprised you chose this track, but also I'm glad you chose a track from this game because this is another of the redheaded stepchildren in the Castlevania line. Yeah, a lot a lot of people weren't into it. It's got like a lot of um, slowdown issues because there's a lot of special effects that you don't see in a lot of other Genesis games. I think I had parallax scrolling. There's crazy, yeah, a lot of parallax scrolling. There are sections of the game where there's um, there's like a, a river and you can see a reflection in the river and it's kind of wavy. Like Dracula comes out and he like he splits the screen up and like you have to play like in weird parts of the screen and like hmm. your controls get all backwards. It's really interesting, but yeah, it causes a lot of slowdown. So it's 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 technically really cool, but that blast processing wasn't handled in Castlevania. Well, I played through it like yeah, I think it was either, I think it was pretty sure it was West Coast Video Rentals. This was before <laughs> I played on Sega Channel, and uh, Essentially, like for one, I almost—I'm positive that this—I was talking to you about this earlier, but I'm almost positive it was a boss rush level. Yeah, I think there was a, a, a level where there's like you have to play all the bosses in a row. And like this, if I mean, I can't remember exactly when this came out. If it came up before Dracula X, but I'm also pretty sure this is the first Castlevania where you could play as a non-whip user as the main character. Yes, uh, Dracula X was. 1995, and this came out in 94. Ah, good, so I am right then. Sweet. Now, I know some listeners might be thinking, what about Dracula's Curse? What kind of a jerk bag are you? Now, I get that. No, I get it. But, <laughs> they were still, like, kind of sub-characters. You couldn't start the game as Grant Dynasty. Oh, right, right, right. Or Alucard. Yes, right. Unless you put a code in. In the American version, you can put a code in and do that. Really? Yeah. That's cheating. I just learned about I was like wikiing. I was like, what's going on? I haven't played this in forever. And I was like, oh, you could do that? You need you, you to make your name help me. We here on Rhythm and Pixels do not support the act of cheating. Yeah, we can. We do not condone cheaters. Unless you want to. It's, in which case... Yeah, anyway, type in... You get 10 extra lives. Because <laughs> I'm horrible at these games, so... I mean, I'm really bad. But I didn't play a whole lot of Bloodlines. I remember being really excited because I had a Sega Genesis and I never really had a Nintendo and this was like this was like I was like well I like to play a Castlevania game now and it's going to be on like the more adult system where yeah, I could play the same system I was playing Mortal Kombat and ripping out throats you actually could see blood they didn't sweat when you pulled your heart out <laughs> yeah yeah so I was like this, this is cool really hard really really uh, really different very very different I'm actually I'm going to try to play this tonight I, I, I want to it's been a long time I was also telling Rob I haven't played this game since the 90s, but I kid you not, I don't even know how it got there or why it's there, but I have this on my coffee table right now, like <laughs> You're the re- actual cart. When you were like cleaning and you ran into it, and you're like, oh, I remember this game, this is great. Yeah. You just not left it there. It's like, when did I buy it? <laughs> I don't even know when I bought it. Yeah, this soundtrack's interesting in that it's a lot like Castlevania 4, it's got kind of that jazzy prog rock kind of sound to it on a lot of the songs, but this is composed by Michiro Yamane, and she did the compositions for Symphony of the Night, one of the, uh, the, of course, the biggest Castlevania game now. And then I think she also did the music for a lot of the games for the Game Boy Advance, which makes sense because those are kind of in the vein of Symphony of the Night. Yeah, because we, we're probably going to talk about that more next week if we do that. If we do that. But um, yeah, we'll have it in our, in our follow-up Castlevania episode. We'll talk about... Symphony of the Night and all the other ones, which I don't know the names of, but you do. Oh, I do for some reason. They're all up here somewhere. Yeah, I, I, I haven't played Castlevania since Symphony of the Night. Really? No, I haven't played a one. 
There's too many things to remedy with you. <laughs> I know what. I, I, I didn't have consoles. I stopped playing games. Don't get me wrong. The guy turned off fantastically well. I did okay. I'm all right. He did all right. But now that he's all right, we got to fix the past. We got to make things right. I like on this show, it's like we listen to music and we talk about the games and you look at me like I've been in jail for the past 10 years <laughs> and I just came out and you're like, Rob, you missed a whole lot while you were on the inside. We, did anyone write you any letters, man? I mean, come on, daughter sorrow. It was a game. It existed. I'm in there like trying to get my GED and you're like, Rob, come on, man. You got to play the Super Nintendo game. Like that was from the 90s, dude. I'll sneak it. I'll stick it in with a cake. <laughs> no one will know it's there. I'll send it a fake cake with a hacksaw on it. They'll get deterred by that. They won't notice the cart cake. All right. Let's get out of my sadness and into um, your last track. All right. Castlevania Bake Off Wars. <laughs> hacksaw on a slice. Oh, it's going to be awesome. We're talking about. We're talking Cath Belmont Belmont Bakery. Yeah, we got frostings, we got gelatinousness, we got all kinds of things here. We're gonna whip it up, bam! Gonna make you taste something special you never had before. But for real, the track I'm choosing is actually a well a well played favorite from the Castlevania Three line. But I could not yeah. do the show and not pick it. So no doubt, no doubt. have at it. The track is called Riddle, and it is from Castlevania Three. Dracula's Mambo. And um, please enjoy as you shuffle your way to good times. That's right. goes in two ears not out any others and makes you feel real good when you listen to it riddle from <laughs> castlevania 3 which you are jamming out to right now written and composed by we have um i have four composers on this one i have hidenori mazazawa jun funahashi yuki morimoto and yoshinori sasaki um hidenori masawa i know was actually the audio programmer and what had his hand in um, designing the uh, was it the VC chip? So in that case, was the VC chip the one in the Famicom cart? Yeah, the VR is in the Famicom cart. The Japanese only VRC six chip. It added two additional pulse waves and an extra saw wave. Um, so then they used it to make like like that little in the background. But here's the thing: this track is like I've played the Famicom track for uh, for the Pernod and Matt play games episode. And most of the tracks definitely sound better on there, but not this one. <laughs> this one sounds better on the U.S. cart. You know what? It's like um, it's like they had to make decisions, right? So there's only, they only have so many 
instruments to have so many notes, mm -hmm. they probably had to like make very creative decisions to say, okay, this is where these notes are going to fit. And I think it makes the music a little bit tighter. That's true. I think you're right about that. Well, it's just, it's just, and it ends up just being different. You know, like this, this here, it loops very quickly, sounds very awesome. And that's good because just like with most tracks, when I picked songs for this show, for the show, it comes from a, a dark memory because uh, it. In fact, when I picked this track, I the first thing that came to mind was rushing water, because that's one of the main components of this stage. It is known by many to be the hardest level in the entire game. Um, it has rushing water. It has imps, or sorry, Igor imps and birds out the wazoo. Yeah, it's got Antonis uh, birds. It's like they're jerk birds. Yeah, bird birds are along the lines of Medusa heads. They're just they're gonna swoop. They swoop right. Uh huh. Well, no, the birds just swing. They fly by and they drop oh, the, they, the hunchbacks on top oh, of you. Those little gremlin things. Yes, that's the ones. You have to get close enough and just duck under them. Oof. And it has two other mean parts to this level too. Both pretty unique for a Castlevania game. It has an auto scrolling section. Oh, that's that true. Scrolls upwards. Yes. And it has a part. And you know, it's like those like those weird ledges where if you jump on it, it flips. Yeah. There's yeah. a whole uh, bridge of that, and Medusa heads, and spikes under the flippy poles, so you're not. they're trying to encourage you not to jump, so you can't dodge them. You have to actually hit them or walk away. It is a pain in the butt. And then uh, you fight the doppelganger at the end to just seal the deal. Yeah, that thing just drains your, your health out of that. That's rough. Here, let, let's, let's get back to the beginning of this track, because it's really cool the way it builds up into like this really fast-paced tune. I like the idea that you'd have there. It's a very good idea. Here it comes. Huh. And the little drum rolls. <laughs> and then you start getting into it's like there's so much happening here. Like you can follow multiple parts of this song at each loop. Oh, I know. There's just and like, just not get bored. There's so many things going on. And it's really short. I, I was surprised at how short it was. But like it loops. Um, this this little bridge section right here. So cool. That is just one of the coolest things. This could be played in a kitchen when you're rushing to make a meal for your in-laws to come over and visit. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. It's got yeah, like yeah, move. You gotta move. Hurry up! The big. Oh my God! Put the bread in the oven. It's gonna over. No, it's overflowing. I'm imagining like reaching for items in the pantry. Like I'm getting this all. Getting this all. <laughs> It's, it's Where's that thing in the fridge? Can't find it. <laughs> where, where is the milk? Oh, there it is. It's expired. Oh, man. All right. Let's, uh, to. Let, let's bring this down and let's get into the part of the show. Bring the music down all the way down <coughs> into the bonus round. B -b bonus round. This is the part of the show where we... Um, turn off the classic tunes, turn off the original video game music, and we just listen to covers and remixes within the theme of today's show. Today's show is Castlevania, classic Castlevania. So we're going to be listening to covers and remixes from the classic Castlevania series. And we, as a surprise, we kind of picked from the same artist too. And not just the same artist, but from two completely different areas of his catalog. Yeah, a way different spectrum. So um, my first track is called Aqua Flash by Joshua Morse. It's also featuring another um, Rhythm and Pixels all-star, Danimal Cannon. Ooh. Um, so this is Aqua Flash. It's the um, song Aquarius from Castlevania Three. 
This came out on his album Vlad 2, which came out last year on the Game Chops label. Yes. Yes. I thought you were going with to the M Bison with that M Bison sound for a second. <laughs> yes! yes. Yes. Perfect. That was a perfect. I love that track. That that yeah, that that thing was awesome. I heard it on SoundCloud um a year ago. Yeah, it came out last year and I just kept meaning to buy it. And then I knew we were doing a Castlevania episode. Castlevania. This is a Castlevania episode, and Castlevania. I was like, um, "Yes, I need to check out this album again." And 
Yeah, it's it's four tracks on this little EP, Joshua Morris. It's called Vlad 2. You can find it on iTunes. Electric Boogaloo. Um, and you can find it on uh, GameShops.com. Really, every track is like that. So go buy it. Yesterday. Go buy it. Go buy it. It's not that expensive. You can do it. <laughs> Just reach into your coin purse. Your dollar tower. You have the hearts to spend. You do have the hearts to spend. This go. is true. Make it happen. Bring up the stopwatch till you find more. All right, so you picked from Joshua Morse. Also. And my track sounds nothing like that. No. It's so so weird. Like, I'm telling Rob, like, pick this, cue up this track, here you go. And he's like, so I chose the same guy. And I'm like, okay, that's a shocker. But this is going to show you how awesome this dude is, that in the span of all the different Castlevania tracks out there, we somehow managed to happen across the same composer. Yeah, really, it's really crazy how that happened. So... Without further ado, the track I chose was a cover of another favorite of mine from Castlevania 3 that I didn't choose in favor of Riddle, being the Mad Forest. But in this particular case, his is Mad with two Ds, <laughs> Mothers Against Drunk Driving Forest. Let's do it. Joshua Morse.
thing to save my life but i can make words rhyme sometimes <laughs> on occasion <laughs> so that was the mad forest by joshua morse that was um from his album sonata of the damned i don't feel all that damned after listening to that let me tell you what yeah, you can pick that one up off of um his uh personal band camp he's got a lot of albums um it's definitely one of those donation situations where you know Give him, give him some money for this one. I think this one deserves it. Yeah, it deserves some sweet cocoa know, butter. But that was good. That was. The, I, we both, I looked over at you and I was like, "Yo, Matt would love this track." You're like, "I'm texting him right now. <laughs> I gotta tell him because this is this but, thing is this is a golden gem of a track." Yeah, and, and I didn't expect because I was looking looking for a hard rock track, something heavy and fast. But I came across this, and I had to stop and just accept the fact that I'm not topping it tonight. This is where it's at. Mm. Not hard and fast, but laid back and smooth. Yeah, just right. Sometimes like you got to be like in the mood for that kind of track, and I was in the mood for this kind of track. I have to agree that with you on good. that one. So well played, Mr. Morse. Absolutely. Well played, sir. It was awesome. For more information on the artist's or the artist, as in this case, on the um, bonus round portion of our show. Check out the website, rhythmandpixels.com. We'll have links to their Bandcamp, SoundCloud, and um, wherever you can find them, probably on iTunes. This is episode 3-10, classic Castlevania, as you can hear in the background. So I hear you like Castlevania. (laughs) That's funny. That's funny. That's good stuff. I I had to. If I didn't do that, I felt awful. I I felt awful. Tell me another one. Guess guess how many Belmonts it takes to screw in a light bulb. Too many Belmonts. (laughs) God, you son of a... Well, one thought thought I had, (laughs) as a last thought before I start rambling anything else, I was thinking about the whole episode. Imagine if the cast, the Simon Belmont from the TV show Captain N, was the exact same personality that any of the mainstream Belmonts had in the games. Can you just picture them walking through those adventures with that dialogue and that voice? No. Remind me, Captain N, the cartoon that that Belmont, he was like Gaston, right? Yeah, he very was, suave and so. Well, he, I'll save the princess, and then she'll yeah, love yeah, me. Right? Yeah, but he was he was like Gaston mixed with um, that crazy captain from Futurama. Yeah, Brannigan. That Brannigan. Yeah, he definitely was a kind of like a nice call. That's a good call. Yeah, caricature. Yeah, good, good combination of those two because he had the Zap Brannigan per voice <laughs> and like his chin and all that nonsense. But he had- I remember um, back when that show came on, our house got a call from 
I forget what channel it was on, and they were doing like a poll. Like they were like trying to like ask kids what they wanted on that show, and they were like, "Would you guys like maybe a Game Boy character that flew around and they could kind of ride him like a surfboard?" And I was like, "Yeah!" They said a dark Totally did. Um, so you're the reason we ended up getting yeah, Game Boy. Yeah, I remember getting like questionnaires and stuff about like new shows, and um, they wanted my brother's opinion on Saved by the Bell when it came on. And I was like young when the first. More time- black kids that don't suck like Lisa. <laughs> you didn't like Lisa Turtle? God, no, I didn't like Lisa Turtle. The turtle was her last name, right? Yeah, it was Turtle. I couldn't stand Lisa Turtle. Sorry, I couldn't stand any of them. Understandable. Maybe I always thought maybe it was because we're on the East Coast and they're on the West Coast, and that's just how they all were. But no, it's nah, just- <laughs> it's, it's totally not. And as he came up earlier today with a friend of mine who started watching an old cartoon called like Beverly Hills Teens or some jazz. Oh yeah, and good animation and all. But I sat there and watched like as much as I'm kind of enjoying this show. I don't know why, mm-hmm. because it just comes across as being pompous and annoying. But it's entertaining. And just I, like just like everybody else from the West Coast, right? Don't oh, kill see, us. He, he thought that was funny. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just kind of blushing here. I don't want any West Coasters to shoot us from uh, afar. Don't worry. He's from Eastern Europe. Oh, oh, oh. In that case, then. he's not a listener. What? What? He doesn't listen to podcasts. Oh, that's true. Well, I guess I'm safe then. No one has to know. <laughs> All right, I'm done playing with this track. <laughs> um, all right, so, yeah, episode 3-10. This has been 30, so we're starting a new season of Rhythm and Pixels next week. Same new season, same sort of topic, because we're sticking with Castlevania, but we don't know where we're going with Yeah, so next season we'll have maybe modern or modern-ish Castlevania, or we might have something a little special for you, so... Please stay tuned because we're planning something actually really nice for 4-1. Should so be fun. Tune in next week. Um, if you'd like to contact us, um, you know, send us a letter. Rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. <laughs> and um, if you want to uh, get more information about us, about the show, and for full track listings, go to the website. Rhythmandpixels.com. Um, if you like what you're hearing, please hit the subscribe button on Stitcher or on iTunes. And actually, like, it would really be great if... <laughs> if... Okay, it would be really great if you could go out and, you know, hit the subscribe button on iTunes and maybe leave us a rating or a comment. It takes like one minute and it would really help everybody else be able to find this show. And if you like the show, you want other people to listen to it, that helps other people find us and help us to determine what it is that you might want to hear on the show potential topics or interests yeah we are absolutely um open to new topics because we are getting ridiculous with some of these things for better or worse depending on who you are but (laughs) if you want us to kind of hone it in closer to something that you want to get down with suggesting it is always what's best so yeah we (laughs) And there he is again, just just letting us know that life is life is a life is a comedy. Can't <laughs> stop focusing on that laugh. I, it is. It's just it's killing me, and it's gonna keep coming back. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna have like crazy like nightmares of this track. If you do, you have to mention it next week. <laughs> um, you can check us on Twitter. It's at Rhythm and Pixels. Check us out on Facebook. Facebook.com Facebook.com slash Rhythm and Pixels. And um, we're on Instagram now, so if you want to see some silly pictures of us doing silly things, 
check out our Instagram. It's just Rhythm and Pixels. And we're uh, talking silly things. I mean, I might drink a coffee, Rob yeah. mows the lawn sometimes. You don't know what's going to happen. I don't own a lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> that will make it stranger than I want it. <laughs> um, yeah, and then um, if you check us out on Twitter, we'll do stupid, ridiculous things like give you a shout out. Um, the Wask at Waskerly Way. Thanks for the nice words. I told you we'd get a high five from Purnell. So from Purnell. It's going. It's going. Hey, ah, God, it hurt. Got it. You better enjoy that because now my hand isn't doing what it's supposed to do right <laughs> now. That was very painful. So but thanks, it was fun. Thanks for the props. We appreciate it. So, um, yeah, check us out next week for a special 4-1 episode of the show. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Purnell. Thank you for listening. And remember... If you sometimes feel like a Belmont and a curse upon thee in your family, under, misunderstood or just unpleasant, sometimes the curse is all in your head. Flip the script. Toss around a kickball. Do whatever it takes. Lighten the mood. You might be your own cure for your own curse. Ha, 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 